Hello, and welcome to the Spiraling Higher podcast hosted by me, Sam, Mindset and Manifestation Coach. And me, Gina, your Biz and Mindset Coach. We're here to support you on your spiritual journey by bringing you intimate and raw conversations about healing, manifestation, consciousness, and spirituality. We hope this podcast makes you feel less alone as you become aware of your patterns and limiting beliefs to uplevel your life, manifest like a boss, and together, spiral higher. Hello, and welcome back to the Spiraling Higher podcast. Today is the day of the Lionsgate portal. So it's August 8th, and apparently the Lionsgate portal is open for, I think, about a week to two weeks, but today is the day that the energy is the most potent. However, I am also a believer that we have this power every single day of the year. We made up months. We made up days. And so it really comes down to your thoughts and beliefs and intentions behind any day. However, I do have to say I feel the energy extremely strongly. Um, there's two manifestations that are coming through for me on this day, and one of them is our podcast guest. And you guys, um, Gina and I both have been devout followers of this man. He is someone that I discovered actually on a podcast, I think about five, four or five years ago. And I have been religiously following him since. I've been listening to every podcast episode. He has actually a membership that we'll talk about at the end of the episode that I am a part of. There is so much content that he's released. His life is truly dedicated to helping people feel better. And, um, I can't even, I really can't put into words how much his messages have resonated with me, have changed me, have really put me on this journey. I can honestly say that I would not be where I am without this man. And that man is Kyle Cease. He is a New York Times bestselling author, and he has this incredible gift of merging comedy with personal transformation. He actually, as a comedian, had two number one Comedy Central specials and was voted as a number one ranking on Comedy Central's Stand Up Showdown, which I used to be a huge fan of, by the way. And so he was already such a successful award-winning comedian and, um, pretty much quote unquote had it all. And his story is actually one that I really resonate with, although I didn't have the level of fame that Kyle had, but I was one of those people who really got to a place where they like reached the goals. They had made it to every milestone that they had wanted and something was still missing, right? Because we had fallen victim to this idea of I'll be happy when. And so even though he got there, um, he details in a lot of his books and podcasts and just so much of his content that there was, there, was a, there was something missing, like the alignment wasn't there. And so he ended up dedicating his life to helping others and creating something called Evolving Out Loud, which is the community I'm a part of. And he is every day, almost every day I feel he's on there and speaking his truth and helping people heal. And so I'm just so, so, so honored to be I can't believe I'm even saying these words right now to welcome him to the Spiraling Higher podcast. Um, I'm so excited to bring you his wisdom. And so I hope you enjoy this incredible conversation.
Hi. I'm so happy to see you guys. You have uh, no idea. (laughs) You have no idea. You've been on our our list for since it started, before it started. So yeah. Really? I'm honored yeah. to be here. And thanks for letting me delay. I was out of the gym and I got stopped at the store a bunch and couldn't. <laughs> it was actually the greatest, the most braggiest problem I could have. But <laughs> um, but I actually was just totally delayed. And so you being able to move it makes me so thankful. Oh, absolutely. Gosh, of course. I would have been yeah. the person stopping you in the store for sure. But yeah. then I would have been late for your podcast if you had. We we would have just started recording at the grocery yeah. store. Right. Wait, wait, wait can you produce. pause? We're just going to turn it on. sitting there with cherries. Like, yeah. <laughs> awesome. With our produce bags. Oh, my god! This is so um, wild. Um, Kyle, I told you um, when we had our very first one-on-one, which was, I think, I don't know if you remember, it was about two months ago. I was, this podcast actually was in the works, right? Yeah. And you were my number one dream guest for this podcast. I'm honored. And so I'm just so excited to dive in. Um, obviously, did we you both... know that there were other people that you could put on the list or did you just <laughs> think? Out of... We stopped after your name. We were like, that's it. That's it. That's it. Because it's, so just, it's you know, there's be... other people, but I'll take it <laughs> if, if I'm exciting to you. I mean, you have no idea. Um, I think I told you in my one-on-one, and I'm sure Gina did too, but you have really just and I've already told my my followers, but you really jump-started so many things for me um, mm. when I discovered you four years ago. Um, it was like a complete paradigm shift. Like there was a way I was seeing my life literally before knowing who you were and coming to your work and then a way that I saw everything afterwards. And so I really do – I can see my life pre and post Kyle. Mm. And so I'm so excited for our listeners because I think hopefully after this episode, they will also have a pre-post Kyle life experience. Wow. That's Yeah, amazing. I mean I I can say the exact same thing. I think when I had my call with you, I was just really at this crossroads of knowing and I think that's one of the things we want to talk about is that you can know something. Sam and I have been into this kind of spiritual journey for so long and sometimes you're like I know, but yeah. It's hard to embody and to actually live that. And so that's one of the things that we definitely want to jump into. Sure. Um shall we just jump into it? Yeah. Well, I mean, that that's such a good segue, Gina, because one of the things we've been learning through you is there's a true difference between understanding something intellectually, which mm-hmm. is kind of how when I came to your work, there was a lot of light bulbs going off where suddenly I was like, that makes sense. That makes sense. Oh my God, so true. But then how do I move into the actual embodied lived awareness of this? Because, right. and Gina can ask, she had a whole thing, right? About how you discovered your calling. Um, mm-hmm. You kind of started to realize your soul mission, but then she started not, she didn't know how to live in alignment with it and she got really attached, right? Yeah. Mm. So how do yes. we release that? So I think, well, with what you're saying, one one of the things I think that I guess that I do is I help people become aware of what they already know. It's almost like they know it, but they don't have words to it. So there's different stages. I don't know if you've ever heard this, but there's I don't know and I don't know that I don't know, right? Right. Mm. Then there's I don't know, but I know that I don't know, which is like, you know, I know that I don't know how to fix a car, right? Like, so I'm I'm aware there's more I can learn, right? The mm. third one is I know, but I don't know that I know. That's where you, That's where most of humanity is. Mm. Right. right. It's like, I, do, I know there's more, but I'm not aware that I know it. Like, in other words, I haven't put the words to it or the consciousness to that. So 
I, I can feel something, all, but I don't even know that I feel it. I just feel depressed at work and don't know there's any more than that, but there might be something in my body that's birthing. And the fourth mm. stage is I know, but I understand what I know. I know that I know. And that's, mm. that's where we're moving into, right? And so, as you said, there's these things that we understand intellectually and we know, but then we're living in a pattern that's kind of an older consciousness. We're living in a yeah. pattern that's... Um, the pattern that we think we need to live in to not get hurt by our parents or be abandoned yeah. by our parents. And, or we're living in what we think is the pendulum swing opposite of that. Like, uh, if my mom was, you know, told me that I, I, I can't be something, then I'm going to be the pendulum opposite, which is like, I'm going to make my kid become a star to be the anti my mom. Right. So, uh, like we, whatever it is, we have that, like, if you have a pattern in your body, I don't want to be my dad. I don't want to be my bad dad. Well, what are you doing? You're not being what you are. You're just being not dad. So you yeah. have this energy in your body that is dad. You go to be not dad. What do I have to do? I have to encapsulate dad. I have to have a dad in my body. I have to unconsciously. And then I actively do all these things that are the opposite of that, but not my calling. So I don't know why I'm really tired all the time. I don't know why I feel <laughs> off. It's because we're either being what we think we need to be to, to not lose what we think is love, but it's just attachment or pain. Um, or we're being <laughs> what well, the pendulum opposite. We're, we're being the anti something, which you don't want to be too. Mm. Right. Because, because with those things gone, there is a natural unfolding that's happening for you. That's beyond any of your control. And the only yeah. thing that's in the way is your control. Your orchestration of your change is actually slowing down the change. Like we're on an elevator that's just right. going up right now. And this elevator is just ascending. It's awesome. And we think we get love if we if we stay on floor three. But the elevator is still going. So you keep living floor three, but the elevator's at like five or six now. And this is why everyone's feeling depressed. It's not that... Uh, you can't figure out three anymore. It's that you're still living on it. It's that you're mm. you're trying to remake three work over and over and over, but nothing works now in the old way. You might notice how easy it is to start a giant project and make a giant declaration and then it doesn't go any, you stop it within two hours, right? And you're just like, why can't I stick with anything? Because that was old floor three shit that you used to get love for or mm. not get pain for. So you're on an elevator right now and it's you in an elevator, literally, you can't see what's at the top. Like literally That's think so of true. an elevator. Uh, on a stairway, you can see the top of the stairs. Uh, this is an analogy yeah. just showing up right now, but it's funny how it works. I love you can it. See, so ego goes, I'm going to take the stairs because I can see the outcome, but it's still the outcome mm. that you could see. So, you know, but then there's this elevator that just feels like a closed box, it, 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 which is totally where we are right now. Everything feels shut off. You're, you're scraping as hard as you can for a familiar floor, but an elevator is closed, yet it's moving much faster. And even when it gets to floor 5,000, even this one second before, the doors are closed. So this moment, right, is like, oh, there's nothing, there's nothing. Then you have a breakthrough, everything, right? But it's um, it's not under your control now. The elevator takes you. You don't have any control. 
Oh my gosh, this, um, wow. <laughs> this actually is so fitting because I just actually listened to your replay in your inside of your community, which was called Allow the Temporary. And um, yes. there was a question in there from someone who said, but I don't feel motivated anymore. Like, how do I get myself to feel motivated? And what you yes. had said was, maybe you're leaving behind motivation. And that really blew my mind because what you said earlier about the different stages, I feel that currently with a couple things, I'm in the second stage where mm -hmm. I'm knowing that I know, but I don't really know how to move out of the old pattern. So right. for example, and I think this is going to be really helpful to a lot of people because when you come to spirituality and maybe you start learning about some emotional regulation techniques, right? You're learning that you're not supposed to interfere with the emotion. You know, so yes. much of your work is to be with what is, like stop trying to change it, stop trying to get to the other side of it. And so that's something that I understand intellectually. You know, someone gave me a metaphor once about this ripple in the water and how if you try to stop the ripples with your hand, you're just creating more ripples. And so I'm like, okay, I know that I'm supposed to allow, but I can't. Right. And right. you, and you said, so, you know, how do I move into, or how do our listeners as well move into the awareness that we don't have control over this, trying to have control over it is only really making it worse and prolonging it. But how do we break up with the story that yes. after this is better than now? Yes. So it doesn't mean that you, you have to break up with it and only be in the now and just, you know, do nothing and just sit and like wait till it comes out. I'll give you an example of something with me. Like I've had in me, you know, I've both followed my heart, but as a byproduct built this amazing career. And I've noticed that there's a part of me that wants to let go of at least some attachment to it. Like I can feel like it's, it's big. We've had great followings. We've had these things. And I, I mentioned on a call recently that like I was getting meditations at 3 a.m. and I wanted to share it with people. And the meditation said, dude, this is for you. Like, like you don't need to share everything. And it goes, I don't want you to share everything. Like stop being so connected to whatever Twitter or, or, you know, how many views you get. That's not you. But if I just sit and meditate and go, okay, I don't care about how many views I get. It might not be, it might not be as easy, but I noticed that, um, a higher excitement for me sometimes is to do something like take my daughter to a hike or a creek, right? I have a five-year-old daughter. Now this sounds like, oh, that's fun. And, and like up until this revelation, I've been a person who has a, a great following and this membership site, and we have a ton of videos and millions of views and everything. That guy also has a daughter, <laughs> that guy, mm. right? and a family, right? Instead, right now, it's shifting that where it's like, it goes, I want you to spend more time in in the woods. I want you to just, you know, she's got pet chickens. And like, usually I'm like, okay, I'm working. I don't care. Like this morning I woke up with her. I held them with her. We walked around the, like, this sounds like something like, so what? But I could feel <laughs> that in my body, it goes, now we're going to move through any addiction mm. to numbers, because in that time you would have been looking at it. Instead, you're doing a higher thing. And it's going to also, you'll notice the world will, the old world that I'm letting go of in that will demolish with everyone. Like you can feel 
Everybody. I talked to another speaker this morning. We sent a voice text to each other. And she said to me this morning, she said, I just feel like I don't need to do this anymore. Like my mm. my offering is is I don't know if it's necessary. She and she's profound. She's a profound teacher that you would think we need. But she's saying, I can see God's got it with everyone. And like, mm. I'm still looking at my numbers and all this stuff. And so like, this is for everybody, though. I know this sounds like, is this just advice for YouTubers? But it's also <laughs> like, all of us have the story of I am this whatever relationship, or I am this single, or I am this job, or I am this whatever. And there is a higher thing that calls to you, but it sounds like it's not you. It sounds like, so what? It sound, Or it sounds like, so what? Like, you would think like that's the next step in your advancement is just sit in the woods with your daughter. That's the highest thing I could think of. Right. But it's but we think, no, the highest is getting to 25 million followers. And then you have followers, not leaders. Right. Like and mm. and so there's in all of us an old world that's trying to die. But I also want to offer replacing it with the new world. So instead of just being like goodbye old world and then sitting right. there you can also you can also allow the old world like i'm not done working or something i'm here and, and i love my job i love connecting and stuff that's a new thing too is things are trying to birth but you don't have to just say f you to the old thing like yeah. it's just it's just like it's one of the things that it's trying so hard to do is teach us gray area it's trying to get us to stop being so outcome-based. Stop thinking the answer is over there when you finally, because that in itself is the um, dismissing of God or the universe or the now, right. right? That it's over there, right? It's when I get to that outcome. And if you can start living a little more outcome is a byproduct or outcome-less, like I just want to clean because I want to clean. Not because right. I need to see a clean house. I just want to mm. create because I want to create, not because I think this video will go viral. Like, mm. you know, th that's trying to happen too. Well, it's funny because that's actually yeah. how I, I went like semi-viral. I was like, I'm, I'm just going to create this video on like consciousness and manifestation, see what happens. And you actually told me in my call that you're always rewarded for your expansion. So that was me doing something for the sake of doing it. And yes. then, you know, Gina and I, um, that's kind of how we started this business, this podcast, our recent businesses, which have really grown so quickly. But then it's, it started, I feel truly from a higher calling. Like, right. hey, try this thing. Like, that could be cool. Very outcomeless, very curious. And then that can quickly turn into an ego attachment. So, Gina, I know that was a huge thing for you to work through. Well, that was basically the whole purpose of my call with you, Kyle. And I remember, you know, my journey has really been, as all of us have this journey with our parents, right? My journey was like, your voice doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And you can't be yourself. No, don't be you. <laughs> don't. We're not going to nurture the things that you genuinely love because that's not what we want everybody else to see. So my journey has been a lot about, okay, how do I love myself? And I have a daughter too. She's seven. And it's really been through being her mom and loving her unconditionally that I'm like, oh, like 
that's what I should be offering for myself. Um, but one of the um, hardest things in, in that journey was, okay, now I love these parts of me, but then I got attached to using those gifts and yes. making my voice matter. And I remember you made me say, it's okay that my voice doesn't matter. And I was like, I, I don't want to say that. Yeah. <laughs> I've spent the past year telling myself it matters. But um, that has that was why that call with you was so monumentally life-changing because I am okay with my voice not mattering. Like I can love that part of me too. But Sam and I have recently been talking about loving that and accepting that. And I think for us, we thought that that meant that you have to like it. But I think allowing an acceptance is is not necessarily liking that. So we would love if you could explore more sure. on that. Well, well, and so people hearing that might hear what I'm saying and be like, this is like a demotivational speaker. Like, it's okay, <laughs> yes. if, it's okay if your voice doesn't matter. <laughs> yes. But let me explain that. Like, there's an idea of what mattering means in our mind. That's where we give all our power, right? Like my, it's okay if my voice doesn't matter is not you giving up or not creating or not having a voice. It's you saying to yourself, yeah. I love you no matter what the external result is. Mm. And our problem is at one point, so at one point it would be a step forward for you to learn your voice matters, right? Yeah, at one yes. point, so for people hearing this, at one point, if you have only learned your voice doesn't matter on this first level, right? Which is this kind of anti you thing that's going on. You stepping into your power in that way and going, my voice does matter. F you is you creating this new voice in your power that you're, you're honoring that voice. But now it's loved because it's seen by other people. Now it's loved because it matters, mm. right? Yeah, It's loved yeah. because it matters. So we got to go through some stages of like you in the mattering level, right? Like where, okay, I get to kick ass and matter this way. But at one point you start to go, you're basically saying, I love you even if you don't matter. So there's this other backend pressure that's off because when you got to, it does matter, believe it or not, you still are handing your power to your mom, right? Or to anyone yeah. that's saying it doesn't because you're going, it does matter. So see everybody, does everyone yeah. see my voice matters? I need you all to see this is you giving your power away. Right. And what I'm offering is a third level is a different level of your voice does is allowed to not matter because you're just love. So this creates this nice space so the voice can both relax and create and it will usually create from a much higher frequency yeah. than I'm going to prove to everyone my voice matters. There's a cap on how much you can prove or do from this. I am going to show everyone my voice matters. In the old world, proving that your voice matters was actually needed. That was a step forward. The motivational world has a lot of show those bullies that they were wrong and show that X what they lost and show the thing. And you need some kind of driving force to get to an outcome. But if you get that outcome based on that driving force, then that driving force of that problem and their judgment can't leave, right? Because yeah. that's the source of why you had it. So if your drive to create a business is out of your F you to a parent that says you'll never make it, then you still have to keep that pain and that judgment repressed in your body for this business to succeed. Because the second that clears, this business was based on your, I'm proving them wrong thing. But what happens when they don't, when they don't matter? What happens when what they think doesn't matter? 
because then you're finally free. And when you're free, what wants to be built will be built through you. And it's bigger than what our ego can build. So, you know, that's what's happening is it's, it's getting us to stop like it wants you to not need to prove to someone that your voice matters because it already does, whether it, it rebelliously it does or not. <laughs> gets its voice out. Yeah, it does whether you get 10 billion views or not, right? It, wow. It, 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 it matters actually equally. This now, is, this, I remember. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to share um, one of the um, visualizations that you had me do on the call. And you kind of walked me through this, imagining my mom, right? My mom was yelling at me, like, be more like this person and get straight A's and go to university and do all these things. And you had me imagine myself as an inner child in a jail cell. And my mom's yelling at me and pointing. And then I'm pushing her out of the way and being like, don't talk to her like that. Like, leave mom. Like, you're not going to talk to my inner child like that anymore. And then I come in and I'm like, you're going to make your voice matter. You're going to make it count. And you're going to use your gift. And, and I was like, oh my God, like that was such a huge um, epiphany for me because you don't, I think that's what Sam and I have been talking a lot about is how our ego can use our gifts or our calling against us in that way that I thought I was doing something spiritual. I'm like, I'm just trying to make, I'm trying to use my gifts. I'm trying to go out there, but I just replaced my mom's voice and just put a different yes. mask on it. So instead of you saying you will not be a singer or a famous actress or whatever, you came in and said, you will be that. Right. Well, you like, kept the pain. And, yeah. and you kept the prison, right? So like, it's like, so that's an example of this is the F you to mom that's talking yeah. versus really the next step is to hear her. If she could talk, what would she say? Because she knows more about what's wanted for you than the, uh, the, that rebellion against mom, right? She knows more. In fact, that's why in this time, you know, I am, of course, a huge fan of freedom of speech, and I believe that we need it big time. But I'm a bigger fan of freedom to hear. Because at this point, a lot of us are just a bunch of egos yelling at each other. Like, yeah. if you just go on Twitter for 10 minutes, you'll get dizzy and tired because it's just a bunch of egos with the freedom to express their hatred to the other political party, to the other whatever. And it's like, okay, you have freedom of speech. That mattered and really was needed during the civil rights time that mattered, you know, when Gandhi was doing his thing. But now our freedom of speech is like we're old energies that are just screaming at each other. And there's a higher energy both inside that inner child. Like, what do you want? Right. And, and the inner child doesn't talk in grandiose things. Usually the inner child's yeah. like, I want a glass of water. I want to know you love me. I want to sleep early tonight, you know. And it's still going to have a grandiose result that's a byproduct of you moving more in step by step than from day one being so locked onto this is what we're doing. And so if we listen to her and we listen to God and we listen to the now and we listen to the universe, I am so much more about freedom to hear. And luckily, that's something no government can take from us right now. Wow. Well, that, um, wow, I think, you know, the what you said about the child and how they just their higher calling is to take the walk, you know, take the nap, have the glass of water. I think we're just so conditioned to think that that's like the lower action, right? Because, right. you know, whenever I do feel tired, I mean, Gina knows, I'm, I, both of us, we've been such workaholics. Um, partially, I have to thank that. And like you said, that part of that is, you know, that was the right move, right? To be motivated and driven to do that. But now when I have these, as you would call higher callings to take rest, right? hear rather than speak. Um, I am not trusting that that is 
Mm. Right? It doesn't feel like it's enough. It doesn't feel enough, right? You know, and I'm telling my clients as well too. I'm like, okay, you know for a fact that rest is necessary, right? Right. But you don't trust yourself to be able to take it, right? right? And so how do we sort of trust, right, that that is... If if a, let's say a, a a person or their family or whatever is just walking, they're on a trip to Las Vegas, okay, and imagine that they'd been in their their house in whatever area and never left town, right? And then they go on a trip to Las Vegas for the first time, and this is this this is an expansion because this is this person's first time leaving their small town, so they're doing something that's bigger than they used to know, that's more expansive, whatever. It's fun. Let's say they happen to put a dollar in a slot machine and win a hundred million dollars, right? And they're just so excited, you know, and that feeling is so exciting and it hits them so hard that they want to feel it again. Yeah. So they go, oh, Las Vegas is the answer. Right. Not that I expanded is the answer. And that hit was so good, probably just like when you got millions of views or whatever, when you had a video go major viral, that's the answer. I want to feel that again. And the universe is like, no, 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 you're capped in Vegas. You haven't seen the rest of the planet. And then the person's Mm. like, whatever that was, I want to feel it again. So they go, this is who I am now. I am a successful whatever. Right. And so it could be falling in love. Right. When you if you've been single for a while and you did not have the courage to date, you go on a date, it's successful. You fall in love with the person. Now that person is Las Vegas and yeah. you, and, and, you, and life is going. I want you to exp- you can still be with the person, but they're not the answer. Life is trying to go. I want you to expand past Las Vegas. And ironically, Las Vegas is a great example, because if you go to Las Vegas, you can see people who have won once and are now living there. Yeah. Right. That are that are at a that are at a slot machine for 12 hours a day, just trying to get that hit again. That hit. Yeah. And and now we have acclimated to that high is the truth, not the now. I want to feel the high of hitting 10 million views. I want to feel the high of falling in love. I want to feel the high of getting the raise. So everything is depressing that's not that high. And and yeah. and you're going to have a counter of low because everything that's high has an exact amount of low. That's why people in Vegas are also drunk and depressed the next day and everything, right? right? Because they had a high and then a low. So if I ask a person who just won 10 million in Vegas on a slot machine, what would expand them? But they just think that slot machines just pay out 10 million really easily. And they, what would, do you hear how they'd have a hard time saying You can see from our perspective, that person going out and sitting by a creek for a day would be so good for them because you can see they're roped in. Yeah. Right. right. Now, life is exactly as addictive and not as talked about as addictive as Las Vegas. In other words, we have anti-drinking commercials. We have don't do drugs commercials. We don't have don't don't get caught. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get caught in your old story. In fact, the highest level to uh, at least in America is the American dream is to get that house and retire. We're going to a consciousness that's going past Vegas. It's going, it's going, I'm actually going to make the Vegas thing crumble. So don't get too addicted to it or you'll be in a casino that collapses on you. So it's Mm. going, I need you to start getting, you know, even if it's painful, 
I know you know you could go in there and gamble right now, but go sit in the woods. And it goes, it doesn't feel like it's anything. While you're in the woods, you're going to completely wish you were back in Vegas and wonder if you're making a mistake and know that there's another $10 million slot machine in there. And life is going, do you trust me or is it about your wins in Vegas? And that's that's happening for all of us Mm. with our jobs, with our... If so, if I ask a person, if I ask, this is a great analogy we could use. If I ask a gambler that we can see as a gambler, they hit 10 million and we know it's a fluke. We know the slots aren't all paying 10 million all the time, but their body feels like it is. And if I say Mm -hmm. to them, truly, what do you think is the most expansive thing you could do? What do you think they would say? Do it again. <laughs> they would say, do it again. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's try to get 20 million. Right. Well, it feels or, like if you don't do it again, it's almost like you're leaving it on the table. Like there's a yeah, there's right. a part of yeah. it that's felt that where it's like, well, I, I, I was able to get this. So it's like, if I don't do it again, then I'm not going to, like, wouldn't I want more? It does. It really is an addiction. And I, I coach my clients on manifestation. I tell them all the time, you have to break up with your manifestation at first because yes. you're believing Good. it's like your drug. Right. It's yeah. it's not alcohol. It's not, you know, whatever stimulants, but it is you believing you're going to feel better relief when you get that thing. Mm-hmm. And so we have to yeah. break up with that. So for for anyone watching what you can, we can all see how there's an addictive thing. Like, I want that ex to see me. That's their Vegas. Right. Or. Yeah. Or, you know, just don't go broke and then be yelled at like my dad. OK, this money prevented that from happening with this thing. So I'm going to keep going, even though I hate this job. So, you know, my, my leaving Vegas is massive more time with my daughter and just creating and really being in the presence. Do you guys know what yours would be? If you want to answer, I I don't want to put you on the spot, but. I mean, I think that's, mine is very similar. I was telling Sam even, um, it's been really interesting, the, the shift, because now that I'm in this level of awareness, I can see that adrenaline, manic obsession, like high that I would get from certain things that, again, I thought because they were spiritual or because it was my gift, I thought that was like what I was supposed to feel. Because even in manifestation, they're like, attract the feeling. So you try to you know, shimmy up these like really excited, high, high, high feelings. And I think I'm learning to kind of enjoy being in the middle. Like I don't want to go super high and I don't want to go low. I want to be just here. And then that way you're not addicted to anything because even yesterday I was at the grocery store with my daughter and I was like, this is the best. I could just feel the love in that. And it was better than, you know, other things that I thought I could achieve. So I think that, yeah, mine is similar to yours. Well, and we know that's true because we've had experiences, right, Gina, where we're just together in the now, right? Like our recent trip, we didn't have any plans. We're just there. And I know how good that feels, but then I forget because like a Vegas thing happens, right? And then I'm like, ooh. And then it's like my brain immediately is like, more of that, please, more of that. And then all of my, I mean, it just, my purpose, my soul, my mission, it becomes so egoic. And then I'm like, I did it again with You know, it was with the relationship before, it was with money before, but like now it's with my dreams too. And there was a part of me and Virginia as well that was like, do I have to give that up too? Right? (laughs) Right. It it feels like you said, um, you don't have to give up the old story completely, but even when you do, you have to welcome in that you are stepping into something else. And I think for a lot of people, it feels like, it just kind of feels like giving up. I think that's what they're coming up against. Isn't there something, yes, because we have a programming that giving up is bad. Right. Like Mm. that that letting go is also giving up. Right. And what happens if something gets heavier? Like, don't you recommend if someone goes into a relationship and they start beating the crap out of you that maybe you should let go of it and not keep fighting to make it work, even though it doesn't. Right. So 
it's so funny because in the in the idea of failing, right? If you go to school and you fail fourth grade, you have to take it over again, right? Right. Mm. So given so failing is measured by you do it again. Ironically, people will stay in a 30-year job and keep going to the same job over and over and over again and go, I'm never giving, I'm never failing. And it's like, you failed 30 years now. Wow. I'm not right. <laughs> I'm not literally wow. saying that. I hope they don't hear that as a, it's literally measured in that job. If it's your right. heart, that's fine. But you're staying back every time to retake something and then thinking that the opposite is failing, but yeah. you're staying in something. And I'm like, no, no, I've, uh, I don't want to <laughs> continually retake the same grade. I don't want to take mm -hmm. the same thing. So in some aspects, if it's truly a part of your highest, giving up whatever that looks like is is a fantastic thing because you're not you're not giving up you're releasing anything that you can let go of isn't you yeah. right like That's anything so you're capable of letting go of is already trying to fall off of you and one one thing that can really really help is you can still have those things in your life what we're trying to do is purge the attachment yes. right you can have an incredible relationship and lose the attachment, meaning like I'm not stuck on you can't ever leave me. I'm not here controlling. People think that's love. The movies and no. songs made that love, right? That's not love. That is stuckness and codependency and attachment. And there's a reason why the same people that fall in love are the same people that are beating each other and controlling each other and yelling at each other and mm. saying you can't do X, Y, Z. And so yeah. the energy is like you were my that you're my Vegas. So when you are understanding, you can let go of someone and they, if they're the right one, they'll still be right there. You just are letting go of what's inside that says, you're like my mother, don't leave me, right? Yeah. Don't abandon me. I, I, you're here so that I don't feel abandoned. That's not the role of a partner, right? right? You're here so that I don't feel unloved because I have a deep-rooted pain of abused or unloved or whatever. That's your role. That's not that's not what we want anymore. And those those that's why how many especially like when you see how many relationships do you see start and stop now so quickly? Celebrity relationships, oh, yeah. people you know, friends. It's very hard to stay in a relationship in the old paradigm through attachment and slow song and and romantic comedy love. It's yeah. it's it's just you connecting to you and if there's someone else doing that a byproduct can be you both are there expanding each other. But if we're just like, you better not leave me, you hear, you know, these celebrities are just, they're breaking up, they're together, they're tattooing names on their arms and then breaking up nine months later. And then, <laughs> and then you, you have, we have friends that are like, yeah, we broke up, we broke up. You just know even, oh, I haven't heard from you in a year. You must not be with that person. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just... <laughs> it was almost like the, the drug they were taking, they just kind of became acclimated to it. And now they need like a, a different dosage. Or like right. now they need another drug to feel it again. And so now they're projecting onto the person that like, oh, like it's it's you because right. you don't give me that right. feeling. But it's like you have to give that feeling to yourself. And so it's the same with manifestation, whether you're manifesting a relationship or money. It's like you have to give that feeling to yourself first. Right. right? Well, it's a lot of what you and I have been talking about too lately, um, which is like the word being good. And I think that mm -hmm. that's such a, it's such a hard word because even my husband will say it to my daughter, like, oh, you know, Em, um, you were so good today because you were so polite. And I was like, I don't, I think we need to change that yes. and just be like, you were really polite today. 
instead of making that a good thing, because I think then when you're not polite, you're like, am I bad? And I think even we say that all the time, like, oh my gosh, I've been so good for the past couple of weeks. It's been really, really good for the past couple of weeks. So anything other than that feeling now, all of a sudden feels bad. And now I have to fix it. And until I get back to that good feeling, I'm I'm bad. And so that's been uh, the two words that we've been trying to transform and maybe redefine. I have some thoughts on that if you want them. Yes, Um, of course. One, first of all, you're totally right. Like making someone good or bad based on that they were polite, which is usually also can be obedient or can be whatever. Yes, right? emotionless, frankly. Um, right. Yeah. And and also polite's also nice. You know, there's good things about it. Right. But uh, one, that's so I hear you. Two, that would probably trigger something heavy in Eugenia with how your mom was like it's he that sounds like what you told me your trigger was. Right. Mm. Right. If that you were saying, like the mom in the prison is like, you will do this, you will be good, you will be polite, right? So I just want to both bring up, both you're right, while we bring a presence or you can bring a presence to what it means, because that would be extra triggering for you. Like if your mom was dating your husband, she, her energy would be like, that's right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Right. Right. Uh, And and so, and then what was the third thing about that? Because there is another thing. Here's the counter to that. Both, we're not aiming for it, but letting your, did you say it's your daughter or your son? I forget. My daughter. Your daughter. Sorry about that. That's okay. Letting her know, I love you also if you're bad. Yeah. So, so the goal isn't to be good because we don't want to associate love to good. And again, yes. that's just like earlier. That's not aiming for be bad. Like people think if I'm loved, if I'm bad, I'm just going to turn into Hitler or something. No, because it's not the second nature in your body. But your constant repression of don't feel bad is what also makes you feel enslaved in your own body. And then you lash out against that That's by <laughs> being bad because you tell me I can't do this. So F you to that prison, I'm going to do what I want. So people that yeah. are scared of being bad, people that are scared of, you know, like I got to, I can't eat too many calories, right? Are the same ones that sneak a cake, right? Yeah. Right. The, the same, whatever prison you put on yourself that you can't be, the more you do the other end. So if also this is the highest level of truth. I love you even if you're bad. I don't prefer you be bad, but I just want you to know the goal isn't good. The goal is now. And you're going to have things that happen. And I don't want to add an extra level of shame to you as you're growing at seven and need to know you're loved even when you do something that is bad, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's she. That's why she's been the greatest mirror for me because, I mean, there's been so many times that it's been hard to forgive myself if I do notice I'm creating the same pattern that my mom did or putting on a different coat and, and re, recreating that pattern with my daughter. And it's been hard to not beat myself up for it. But then when I see her mirroring that, it, it, I don't know, there's just been something about seeing her, how sometimes she then starts to think she's bad right. when she makes a mistake that has then allowed me to be okay with my bad. Right. Because I'm like, if I'm, if I look at her and no matter what she does, like I love her no matter what, it's kind of opened up my eyes to what that kind of unconditional love can feel like because we didn't get that, obviously. Um, and so I know Sam for her, like she was like, I don't know what that feels like. I, I, I haven't really accessed that. So like, how, how do we apply that to ourselves? So I think with having a kid, it's been very lucky because I've been able to see what it looks like for her because you're right. Like there is nothing that I would perceive her as so bad that would change my level of love. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. 
she might have in her, I don't know, but she might have in her mind, okay, the goal is don't be bad. Right. And then, then I'm loved. Right. And so, so instead, it's so funny because it's not our natural state to just be bad. Right. Like, (laughs) but if you start going, okay, the goal is don't be bad. Like there's a sign on a ferry that says a ferry boat that says don't spit. And there was a comic named Paula Poundstone that said, all I want to do is spit now. (laughs) Right. If no matter, like that's what we're thinking of is like what we don't want is like that, that we're creating that. So if your daughter Mm. starts creating a life going, I can't be bad right? Then she's looking for, okay, what's bad? Don't do that. Don't do that. And it becomes this buildup of like, why can't I do that? I need to know what that is. And I need to know that I'm still loved. So I have to do that. Do you get what I'm saying? Um, Like, I feel like I'm scared I'll be bad if I do that. So I have to do that to know that I'm still loved. That's how we work. This is, um, well, Gina and daughter and I, um, we have very mirrored lives. I feel like sometimes my best friend is my mom in some ways. And a lot of the things that I'm working through, she feels like, oh my God, that's what my daughter's going to have to go through. But, you know, I, um, I became a very emotionally over-controlled person because my emotions just weren't okay. And I think that's most people's experience, right? You're told mm, yeah. as a child, like, you're being so good. Like, you're being such a good girl. Like, you know, thanks for not crying or like, thanks for not getting mad. And I find it, you know, very unsurprising that in most families, there's always like one golden child and one black sheep or one rebel because Mm -hmm. like I was getting the love for being the good one. I was like making the good grades. I was like not really emotionally erratic. Like I was just, I was a good kid. And then my brother, who's amazing now, but as a kid, like he was just like completely going like left field. Like I'm going to get all the attention by being terrible because like I can't be the good one. Right. And so then I'm just, and then Mm -hmm. I'm watching also my brother. That's very common. Very common. And then I'm watching my brother get punished for like his emotional outbursts, right? And I'm hearing my parents say things like, what are we going to do with him? Like, he's just so, like, he's so crazy. Like, why is he getting so upset? We don't know what to do. And so then I'm like listening in the corner thinking like, okay, never be like that, like ever, because like I'm the good one. And so then it's like my whole life is don't be bad, don't be bad, don't be bad. And so like, I'm just like, okay, I'm going to identify with being the happy, go lucky, cheerful person. And then as soon as I'm a human, right? I have an emotion. I I can't let it be. It's like, right. I, I want to get away from it so bad. And so coming to your work was so life-changing because you really taught me that I have to be with this. But I mean, I'm still on that journey. I just, yes. it's so fitting that we're having this conversation now because last week I was feeling just, oh my <laughs> God, I was just feeling so sad, like so just not great. And I was just shooting myself in the foot over and over again with like, you shouldn't be feeling this way. Like, come on, like get back up. Like kind of like it's been too yeah, long. Like, this is not get necessary. Your, kind of pull yourself together sort of thing. And what's so ironic is this is like the don't spit. It's like, I keep looking at what I don't want and I, it just keeps coming. And that's mirrored right. in my manifestation work, right? You're saying you want money, but you keep looking at not poor, not poor. And then it's like, it just yeah. keeps giving you that. Right. And so it's so ironic, but I don't know. I'm still on the journey of getting to the third stage where I can know fully <laughs> without and then the, the old, old law of attraction would say instead of not poor to be just thinking of rich, just think keep yes. thinking of that, but not poor still in here. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And in 2006, maybe when that came out, that would have worked because imagine that the universe's flashlight wasn't as on as it is now. So it was under the thing, but we didn't know it was down there. Right. So like imagine that when we go law of attraction, just change your focus. Okay, 
right now, the deep-rooted dark trauma is still in there. So even if you change your focus to just think rich, just think rich, it's, it's still, still yeah. it's still there. And imagine that God is taking this flashlight right now on all of us in the last two years, especially, and just is shining it deeper. And it's like it was shined to here. But now the deeper mm. trauma that's in our body and our stomachs and everything like that, it's like all coming to light and it's coming to light everywhere. All the darkness that's happening in the world right now and with us personally has existed for the last 100 years. Yeah. It just yes. hasn't been seen. Yeah. So we were kind yes. of like water skiing on top of the ocean of our emotions. And like wow. we never went in the water. And so now we're trying to keep water skiing when we now know there's a ton in the ocean. So we can't. Right. Yeah. So so I, I, I know that wasn't quite what, all that you were talking about, but like that, that's there, right? Like, right. This, the one level is like, oh, okay, I'm, my problem is I'm thinking of darkness. Well, I'll just think of light all the time. That You know mm. the darkness is there, but now it's in our face and we can't get it out. It's, and so yeah. now we're changing that. Mm. It's like we're being collectively all called to do the shadow work and there's people in different stages of that. The ones who are like, I don't know what I don't know and so I just feel like yeah. shit. And then there's like, I think Gina and I kind of, frankly, more, more on the second stage than the third, which is like, okay, like I know that this is there, but I don't. I don't know how to move past the story and the pattern. Right. We have glimpses. Sometimes that's more painful. Yeah. That's more painful. Is that because we have these tools? Because yeah. that's what her and I do sometimes where I'm like, okay, I'm just going to meditate. Like, okay, that didn't work. Okay, I'm going to journal now. Okay, like, where's the signs? Where's the signs? And when we keep on using now these tools that work, quote unquote, but for, again, with the wrong lens, we're doing it to fix us instead of just doing it to be and to just, mm -hmm. just be with our, within ourselves. And I know sometimes for us, we need to take a break from even the spiritual practices because we're also using that to, to fix or we're, we're in it with the wrong intention. And I want to bring up your book, Kyle, because I'm in the middle of reading and listening to it at the same time. And one of the things that you talk about is just this, you know, to let the emotion pass through you because the more that we try to resist it and suppress it is just going to keep getting bigger. And one of the things that you say is, you know, state the fear, state the thought, and then you say, follow it up with saying, I love that. Mm. And, you know, I'm afraid that they're not going to love me. I'm afraid that my voice isn't going to be heard. I'm afraid that I'm going to be sad forever. And I love that. And so, but then you also say that you have to mean it. And so I think that's the part that mm -hmm. some people get stuck in of like, but that's not working. I don't mean it. So is there something wrong with me? Am I so unlovable that like, I can't even like love myself? Um, I think sometimes that's the pattern that comes in. So yeah. Well, love your thoughts. so it's funny because yes, if you're saying I love that and trying to get rid of it, you don't, right? Mm, so let's let's think of how we're talking <laughs> to these emotions. These emotions that we're talking about, I'm feeling scared. I feel off and I love that. I feel dark. They're past children from your childhood that are trying to come up and be seen. They're literal children that have not left your body because you had traumatic moments cover them up. So if you have a moment that scares you, your dad screams a little too loud and you go, okay, I'm going to achieve so I never feel that, you've now created an alter ego. You've created a different identity that you think is you. So when you start to go, oh, like if I let go of this, then I feel that pain again, uh, then I gotta go back to this false me again. But if you instead allow the pain to be there, I feel scared and I love that, right? You're actually hearing it. And I, I, it's funny because in the last two years, that switched to from I love that to you're allowed to be scared in my body. Right, yes. Right, and because if I took my actual daughter, she let's say she comes into this room, she's five years old and says, I don't feel loved. 
wouldn't it be weird if I said, well, let's run you down the street and take you to a neighbor and put some makeup on you and tap dance in front of them and maybe they'll like you. That's <laughs> no different. I literally than laughed that. at you saying that for years. Yeah. <laughs> it makes no that, sense. Well, and that's how, but imagine that's how we are to ourselves. Oh, I don't feel loved. Okay. I'm going to chase that person to like me. I don't feel loved. I'm going to get more YouTube views. I don't feel loved. That's us abandoned. And, and by the way, Every time I do that, I'm abandoning her. So yeah. if you do that to you, you're abandoning you. So when you come up with an external solution to the pain in your body, you just cover it up again. You just push that kid back in the box. But if you instead really get present and go, okay, it's triggering this in me. I'm just going to be present with it. And you just sit there and you get so present and it's totally, truly allowed to be here. That made me so mad when that, that woman said that about me. And then you just sit there and instead of retaliating or posting about it or doing something or fixing or drinking, you just sit there present for, and what did I feel in that? I felt unseen. Oh, that's where it starts to be emotions, right? Yeah. I felt unseen. I felt alone. I felt unloved. Go, you're literally out of the blame and you're on the feeling, right? So loving that is like really important because if you go, if I, if Vivi was like, I feel sad and I'm like, okay. And I love that. Why are you still here? Yeah. <laughs> it, well, that's I, actually I, how I talk to myself. I'm, that's what I'm she like, does, Great, yeah. love that. Now let's get over it. Like, and it right. feels like I have almost like this arbitrary ticking time clock of how long I'm allowed to feel that way. It's kind of like, mm -hmm. okay. Like, and it's because my mom would say like, okay, when you stop acting like that, then I'll talk to you. Like when it was like, yeah. kind of like, okay, when you're over that, like, then I'll give you my attention and respect. So it's like, I'm, I'm right. just not the, al allowed to be. Yes. And the ultimate goal was mom seeing you over yeah. what you felt, right? Like you can just feel the bypassing <sighs> of her and going the ultimate goal in life is mom talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> right. When you, when you, if you, when you're done with this, nothing crap with your emotions, I'll talk to you. Right. Or whatever it was when you get through it so you have an energy that gets through it that's trying to die right now that's right why i the feel so terrible oh my god because it's like i'm trying to like kill it and it's it's like oh hanging on for dear life yeah and i see it i see it showing yeah. up right now yeah. and it's so beautiful and you know it's it's interesting to be able to see from the outside of my thing by hearing you guys and what you're going through because my perspective is you're just on elevators that are going up and you yeah. can't get out of it right you're just ascending and then we have this other sidekick that's trying to kind of lead the ascending speed up the ascending you know get somewhere else orchestrate the surrender uh, the uh, orchestrate the the ascending and you can see that that's what's happening. It's just like, yeah, what if I da 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 da? And then finally, it's just what you just did, Sam. It's just like, you saw where it came from. You saw the ultimate goal is mom talking to you. So I'm going to speed up what I feel. And what a great lesson for parents, too, for them to not be like, wow. okay, when you do this, I'll talk to you. And that's what matters. Like, you know, like it's really big to be like, imagine if mom was like, tell me what you're feeling while you are feeling it. I you don't know? really know what that's like. <laughs> well, I, I, no. I do now because that's how Gina and I are. That's how we right. strengthen our friendship, you know, coming to her when I was, I didn't know how, I didn't even have the language really to talk about how I feel at first. I just, 
initially she was just like, what's wrong? Like, are you okay? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I just didn't. Oh my God, you were so resistant yeah. the first time you opened up. Yeah. And it's it shows too it in sense. the way we treat others because I think truly the way we judge and treat others is really the way we're talking and judging ourselves. And I often do that even with my partner sometimes where it's like I can see that he's emotionally having a thing and I'm like, all right, when you're done with that, I'll be over here. Like, yeah. I don't know how to, because I can't, I can only meet someone at the level that I can meet myself. Right. And so yeah. I can't meet my own emotions. And then someone else's emotions trigger mine, which then honestly brings me so much compassion for my mom because like she couldn't meet her emotions. Right. And so yeah. then I'm emoting and she's like, I don't know how to deal with that. So yeah. Yeah. we'll just we'll just plug it. And then I learned to plug it and I'm plugging it with a lot of my work. And unfortunately, a lot of people aren't saying like, hey, you're doing too much. It's more like, wow, you're doing so much. Totally. And so then yeah. I'm like, yes, love for everything I'm doing. I'll never stop doing anything. And that's been my life for, you know, Well, that's the match, years. right? That would be the match is that the people that are impressed with you now are the match to the you that wants mom to see you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But there's another world available eventually where you're connected to yourself. You feel a full love for yourself more than you need that outside. And you'll accidentally find people that are the match to the level that you see yourself. And the people that are like, you're doing so much kind of will dissolve in, out of your life or they'll, they'll, they'll feel permission to do less. I mean, I really think of this. Yesterday, I go to the creek with my daughter. And then today, I'm on the phone with another huge speaker who's telling me she's not sure she wants, she needs to do it anymore, right as I'm breaking that up or she's like, it's the same day, like yeah. she changed. So it mirrors you. Right. Yeah. And so as you like the you going, oh, I get love on the outside is you saying it, it matters if it comes from the outside. This is where Gina's it doesn't you're allowed to not matter. What we're saying is to other people. Right. Yes. And you, me telling you that is you mattering 24-7. I mean, the, I think the biggest thing we want to hear when we die, and I think Avon Alexander uh, wrote a book about this is what he had a near-death experience. And the first thing he heard was, there's nothing you can't do to, to still to lose love here. You are loved no matter what. There's literally no way out of it. Something like that. And that that's what when he died and then came back, like some angel told him, you're in a world where you are loved no matter what you do. You can, you literally physically can't get out of it, right? So if you start to move that way and be that way, then you won't, like you hear the voice that's like, and then the other people gave me approval for doing so much. The factor is that mattered. And that was still what you needed to experience right now because that's the exact match feedback to what you're still, what the ego's still looking for. But, mm. but for some reason you wanted to work with me or you want to go inward or you want to meditate. I'm not the guy that teaches you how to get a car in the garage that's worth 200,000. No. I'm not that, <laughs> I'm not that person. Uh, and so there's something in you that's going, I want to call BS on this pattern. 
And really, you're here for a higher reason than to be number one in the the numbers. Yeah. You're you're here to to have an intention. There's something bigger. Like I'm on this planet to know what I am. That's my intention. Yes. Right. And I make decisions that are what will help me know what I am. And I can see sometimes a temptation that's like, do you? It will pay you this to do this. And I can feel I would be pulled from what I am if I say yes to it. Mm. Right. Like it's like I will be what they want. I will be, you know, I will be saying yes when I mean no. I'm leaving my heart. Right. So if I ask you, Sam, what would be your highest, you know, like what would be your truest intention? Is it to get as many followers as possible? Is it to be number one? No, um, I don't even feel like that. Yeah, that's been it's been a while since I've even really identified with that. But it sounds so basic. And Gina and I say it all the time. It would literally just be to like be myself. Like, yes, it would just it'd be nothing like there's nothing to do. Like there's nothing to achieve. There's nothing to fix. It's like we're just we're just being myself. And I think about all the time. So I transitioned from a career before this that reminds me a lot of your journey, which really was you know, you were such a successful, you know, comedian in all those traditional ways, right? I was telling our listeners about how you were like number one, like stand up uh, comedian. And, you know, I remember seeing you in a movie like in 2006 or something like you were, you were doing that. But all of that was from that pain story. And that it wasn't from the I'm knowing who I am. It was I want to be what they want me to be. And without was, knowing any of that, like without, without, without like knowing. in other words, it yeah. truly was my well, highest because I had no consciousness at that time. Exactly. And, exactly. You, know, you were still so it felt great. <laughs> of course. It still felt yeah. like um, I am what I do. Right. That's the first phase. And then so we have to do a lot in order to be big. Right. We're just trying to make ourselves bigger. And then it's so beautiful watching you create what really is truly from your highest. But I don't even think you could have known that it could have been this or you know, I think there was a part of you that I'm sure felt like complete death when you realized that comedy wasn't it because you were like, but that that was my Vegas. Like, Well, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, so, well, first of all, if you showed me this, it would be like at 24. I don't know if you've heard me talk about this, but I've always thought of like recently I thought if you showed the 24, 25 year old me, hey, when you're 44, you're going to be helping people, <laughs> primarily women with their feelings um, and and talking about <laughs> consciousness and fifth dimension. Yeah, I'd be like, I become everything I make fun of. Like I, yeah. <laughs> I like. <laughs> Literally as a stand-up comic, like everything like that was corny and nothing, totally. and, you know, bullshit, you know? Yeah. And, and you're like, I'm going to start a call. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? Like, really? Start, like, <laughs> like if you show, like there's times where we've done awesome theaters and New York Times bestselling book and all these things. But I've also had times where I'm sitting in a room with like 10 people working with them on their feelings. Like, and I'm like, what? And, I, and if you showed the 25 year old who's doing a giant theater and preparing for a Comedy Central special, uh, that he will eventually be sitting in Costa Rica with people right after their ayahuasca experience, helping them release their, you know, stuff with their mom, I would be so <laughs> horrified. Yeah. And this is why we can't see our future, right? Because, no. Because what I'm doing now is truly what organically was wanted for me. And it probably will run its course, too, in one way or another. And then something else will unfold. And I bet you if you show me now what I'll be doing in 20 years from now, I'd be horrified. I don't even know if I'll be alive. But like, mm. I don't, you know, like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, and so, so um, I forget what your question was, but it was leading to that. Like, 
Uh, oh, oh, when I let go of stand-up comedy. Yes. Yes. Uh, when I let go of stand-up comedy, I had a very awesome career going. I, I had uh, two top Comedy Central specials. I had one that won in 2009, this thing called Comedy Central Stand-Up Showdown. They would have 100 of the best uh, comics and people voted on it. And uh, I ended up winning that. I also ended up totally encouraging it like i was thanking people by name for voting for me so but it, i won like best <laughs> special of 2009 it was an honor it was crazy and then as time went on i i just felt like i've done my dream career like i just felt like i got tired of, i didn't want to get on a i noticed i don't want to get on a plane i don't want to headline that club i don't want to be gone i don't want to live in a suitcase i don't want to you know whatever and uh, also, because I was becoming so positive, I noticed more and more of a separation between me and the other comedians and the world mm. that I was in. Like, I was starting to look crazy to some of them, like, as I'm yeah, becoming really positive. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I then at one point let go for a year. And I, and I did have in that year many major things happen where I started doing the lecture circuits and I started so many exciting things started birthing. I was suddenly working at Agape. I was friends with Michael Beckwith. I was, I was touring in these, these, uh, you know, other, I was getting 10 times the work actually. And, yeah. and, uh, because I was in my own market now, this comedy transformational thing that was like just yeah. my thing, kind of the way I wanted to do it. And, I remember, though, having a moment where I saw a comic that used to open for me, like as a lead in like a Will Ferrell movie or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I had this mm. major, did I make a mistake? And like, I started watching all of my peers become household names. And I started seeing like, I mean, I literally was, I was on a show on Comedy Central with Tiffany Haddish and Amy Schumer and Burt Kreischer. Wow. And, and I was co-headlining events with Daniel Tosh. And I was working with all these people that were, I worked nightly with Dane Cook. I was working with all these people that became major famous. And I had yeah. this voice in me that goes, did I make a mistake? And uh, it was really big. And it was like, if 99% of the house was on fire, did I make a mistake? And then this little string is hanging down going, just grab me. I know you can't see it, but this is you, this world that you want, I, I that you're wondering about. I understand. And where they all went is perfect. It's not for you. I got a world for you. I need you to trust me. I need you to not start calling comedy clubs up and go back in. I don't want you to call a booker. I want you to just stay unsure. And then I remember I would have bouts of massive crying, like a release, like yeah. a, an hour of scream release almost of like, I ch I'm choosing this. And it was like, and I would watch my followers dwindle as I, they were all comedy fans mainly on like Facebook or MySpace or whatever. It would go down. And then like, it would be like this higher voice was like, trust me, this is, we're birthing a new world here. And then this first day that I made like a YouTube video where I'm riffing about what's going on in the world and, and, and it was scary. And a bunch of my friends were like, you went off the deep end and a bunch of new people showed up and loved it. And I saw the following mm. fall off more, but then another following kicking in and then it's starting yeah. to be the same. And I was like, a bunch of people are falling off and a bunch of people are showing up at the same time. Yeah. And then I started making more and it started going up. 
while I would get tons of hate mail, you're crazy, dude, while I would get other people go, you just changed my life. And then it was like, this is the new world. It's like this higher thing. And so, but it took a long time of like, like I, you know, I now see new things are happening that I want to orchestrate with the me that I created in the last 10 years that it's going, now that dies out, you know, and it goes, mm. just don't like, don't orchestrate anything. Don't figure this out. You're at the cutting edge of your own, re every one of us is at the cutting edge of our own revelation, right? We're living yeah, right yeah. the truth. And it's going, follow me. And it goes, okay, don't look at social media. Don't get caught in what's going on. Don't get all what's going on with the government or the world right now. Just get here. Go hold a chicken. <laughs> oh, you want to check your phone. Don't do yeah. it. You know, like go work out, eat really healthy. Don't check your phone. You get it. Like it, it was just like, just keep not needing to look at how your stats are, your results. Well, I think one of the biggest things that I've learned since becoming a parent is the deep necessity that we all have to reparent ourselves. That's yeah. really what this yeah. is, right? It's like being that inner parent. And that's why it's been so much, I don't want to say easy, but that's the access point for me has been through parenting my daughter and the way that I would feel when she's doing something new, like when she's learning how to ride a bike right now terrible at it. <laughs> terrible. But I'm not like, what is wrong with you? You're a seven. Like you should learn. Like, look at that. I'm not doing that, but that's what I do for myself. Right. And so I think that's kind of what we can access is like, what does that inside person, what does she need? Yeah. I think for us, it's just so hard to access that because we, we just think that we are the pain or we are the badness or, or whatever. But, um, yeah, that reminds me a lot of that. Cause the same thing, if my daughter were to be a number one comedian and then switch gears, I wouldn't, it, it wouldn't just be this whole bad thing that all of a sudden her followers are dropping. That wouldn't be a bad thing. But we we internalize that as something bad when it's happening to us. Um, so I really feel like accessing that inner parent. But there are a lot of people, um, has been right? Something. There are a lot of people who'd be like, "Why are you leaving? Like, what are you doing?" Right. Right. Because mm. yeah, yeah, I oh, just, yeah, yeah. Like I just left a very you know traditionally successful career to do this full time, and that was literally just back in May, and I had the ugly crying fit of just feeling literally so scared. I was like, I mm -hmm. don't know how to move past this and like let go of it. Like it's, it feels like such safety. And it's like, you said something that really resonated with me, which is like, just stay unsure because like it, it's mm. in the not, the unwillingness to be unsure that we just flail. And then we, that's mm. the attachment. It's like the unsureness is so uncomfortable. So we need to attach. We need to know that there's going to be this result over here. We need to go for the Vegas thing because that will make us feel sure. And one of the things that's been really just kind of moving through my body and awareness is that like there, none of that is even sureness. Like there is no right. sureness. The actual right. sureness is the now. That's it. Yeah. Right. But that's what the wise inner parent would say, right? The, right? the actual inner parent, the wise inner parent wouldn't be like, you're, that, you're an idiot for leaving that last job. It would be like, what do you want? Right. And it's like, this is me being me. This is what feels true to me right now. And it's it's asking that question. And that's what you talk about a lot at the beginning of your book, Kyle, is you're writing it. You were like, I can't write this book for what the publisher wants or what's going to make this a number one bestseller. You were just writing whatever you thought in that very moment. And that's been how I've been navigating through my life on a daily basis now. Like whatever you and me are creating, even Sam, like with this podcast, it's like, let's just create it today. <laughs> And not necessarily worry too much about what's going to happen in the future. We can dream about that, but we're also okay if that if that doesn't work out, right? So I think again, like accessing that, what does that inner Sam need? And I think in that moment, 
the part of you that wanted to stay in the old job was the old Sam. Yeah. Right? Well, and what if the thing that feels sure is also in itself collapsing? Meaning like, what if Mm. you're going Vegas, I made $10 million, so I'm staying here, but you don't know that a giant wrecking ball is coming to Las Vegas, right? In other words... (laughs) The old world in itself is completely collapsing. So where you think you see certainty, it, without your control or anything, is also collapsing. The irony mm. in that is that um, I was a realtor and the real estate market is just like, womp, womp. Like, mm-hmm. there, there yeah. it was literally so hot in the past two years. And those were my best years, you know, which aligned with what was going on due to unseen, uncontrollable forces. And now things are slowing down. Like literally, yeah. the, I, like even if there are some clients I haven't even told that I'm not in real estate anymore, but like no one's calling me. And I just, right. I just find that so ironic. It's like, okay, like I thought I had to control this whole other thing and make sure to make money, but like no one's even calling me. Like there's, I don't even have any business in that realm. And so it's just, it's just so funny because I thought that was so sure. And it's like, that's actually less sure than what I'm doing now. Well, totally. You know, when I had think about this, like I had left stand up and then also I left, I had left, as you said, acting, I did 10 things I hate about you and not another yeah. 10 movie were two big movies that I, I had a, yeah. a decent sized role in. And I am so happy that I'm not a part of Hollywood right now Yeah, yeah that I'm yeah. not like, cause Hollywood is crazy right now. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm sorry to sound shit talky about it, but like, I just, it's just gotten so off the charts. It's not about entertainment as much. It's about control. It's about all these other things. And, you know, I just remember like just going on a trip out of California and then Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. (laughs) Just like, I think we were like, wow. Yeah. (laughs) You were like, good thing I left. (laughs) Go to different places. Yeah. Yeah. And so like life is going, Hey, that world you're that that's not your truth to be in anymore. Just, you know, it will also not be the truth for a lot of people at one point. And you're yeah. you, and they're going to leave that world and it will eventually die. Right. And it, like it'll die. Like the way we have money now is going to die. The way we yeah. the way we see government as full control is going to die. Social media will die one day. The way we are so addicted to it will make so many people finally leave. It's just that weight. We're, you know, on this other side, all these worlds are going to collapse. And if they're not, they're just stagnant now anyway. There's these things. I've never seen anyone leave that thing that that they can feel passionately they should leave. And it became amazing. Right. Like like Mm. it, it, it always is like collapsing after that, you know. Unless they were leaving out of their own anger and not their calling. If that, that's different, you know, mm. right? Because wow. if, they, if they were leaving because they couldn't control someone, that's different, you know? But I'm saying like, you know what I mean? Like it's... Yeah, I feel like you um, you called it like universally selfish too, of like following... Um, you talked about that in your book. We would love it if you could explore more of that too. Because you were saying when you're universally selfish you see yourself as a whole world. So the decisions you make from that space versus like a selfish, selfish kind of state are different. And I think that can be really confusing in the spiritual world too, where it's so much about like loving yourself. So you're like, so don't care about what, what about anybody else. Like that feels weird at first too, but I love how you touched on that in your book too. I can't remember that part of the book, but I'll- Interesting. <laughs> say so many things. I'm like, I don't even remember that. But like, I will, I will say this that this this might still answer it. 
I think there is a type of selflessness and a type of selfishness that we associate as as the wrong thing. And let me give you an example. If someone is not looking at their inner child, but they are people pleasing and taking care of everybody and they're going, yes. look how selfless I'm being with my yes. empty cup, you're actually being selfish. That's fear. You're actually yes. being there for everyone else so you don't have to look at your shit. And also there can be someone who takes a break from that and goes inward and raises their own vibration and is seen by the people that are usually in a narcissistic pattern or a control pattern as selfish. Yet yes. what they're doing is filling their own cup up. There is nothing better for the world than your vibration rising. And and I love David Hawkins' books, Power Versus Force, Letting Go, go. Transcending Mm -hmm. Levels of Consciousness. Like He's incredible. And and it talks about, I really believe in this, the number that you're emitting, that that he literally shows in the scientific way that they create. There's a number for shame. There's a number for pride, right? That's 175. I can't remember shame, like 50, right? Right? Or guilt or whatever. And then it goes all the way up to a thousand, like some Christ consciousness highest aspect. And once you hit 200, you go into a selfless phase. You go, you, you're in service to others, but service to others isn't only directed in, look at how much I'm doing for everyone else, right? It's directed in the vibration you're at. So many people are in what they think is service to others, but it's actually out of their fear and control. It's actually, I I think it's a level of pride, right? Pride right before courage. Yes. Yes. Hell yeah. You know, the the, the things. Yeah. So courage is 200, right? So it's like, we're, we're going into this higher thing. And so, you know, one of the things it says in the books that really makes sense is a person that's at like, I don't know the numbers, but a person that's at like 500 is counterbalancing like 20 million people or something like that. Yeah. Right. So 20 million people that are under the number so that the collective number is actually above 200, even though there's more people under it. Right. Mm. And so we're moving to a world that's actually more selfless. And and in the last two years, I believe that number went up dramatically because so many people let go of their heavy things. They meditated. There's also a massive heavierness to people that didn't do that work, but it's counterbalanced by much higher numbers of a lot of people awakening themselves and changing. So you going up in numbers uh, in, in in your highest. So yeah, a person who's just received a ton could go to a physical service to others by donating some time or doing something. But a person that's like exhausted and over exerting themselves and because they don't want to look at the trauma from their childhood and is constantly doing, 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 that person is actually being selfish because they're actually using other people as an addiction, thinking that they're helping them. So, yes. so we're here to go, okay, you'd be in service to others by showing people you can receive since you've never done that and, and go up. So that's a, that's a way that I would uh, kind of combine selfish and maybe universally selfish. I just can't remember what I said there, but that's basically yeah. it. That was basically it. That was amazing. Cause it's really that you're, when you are vibrating in your greatest expression and you're being the you you're supposed to be, or the, the you that's within, it's like you, you do bring up the average of everyone around you almost. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and, and I think the that world, it's not even yes, around you. Cause we're part it's of like, the collective. Yeah. Um, yes. it's so crazy that we're talking about this selfish selfless thing, because that was my most hated video. I actually created a video and posted on TikTok about how people pleasing is selfish. And I was explaining it from this perspective, maybe it wasn't delivered properly, but there were some people who were like, yes, 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 this makes sense. And there's other people who were like, 
oh, this is so terrible that you're telling people who are like, you know, dealing with their trauma of how to help people that it's selfish. And I'm like, that's not what I was saying. But it's funny how the people who are so afraid of being called selfish, they, you know, they want to be seen as generous. But what they don't realize is that by actually being selfish, that you can be more generous, right? You can give more to these people. And the new Kyle solution that would be like to tell the energy, you're allowed to be selfish in my body. As, mm. as you see the false selfish here, the selfish is measured by an old consciousness of parents judging you for being selfish, yeah. right? It's, it's, so it's the same kind of thing as like, I want to matter to the outside. It's like, I'm, I'm measuring my selfishness based on my parents for someone who didn't do what their highest was, you know, and then think that they need to justify that they didn't do their truth. So they want to tell you that if you follow your heart, you're being selfish. That's that happens all the time. Yeah. So it's a an, or the wrong consciousness is your measurer of that, right? Mm. Like ask the universe what's selfish. Did they, does the universe want you exhausted? Does the universe want you out, you know, totally oh. out of bounds with yourself? Like, no. It literally gives you this this thing inside that you can measure if you're off or on. If you're in service, if you're overexerted, that energy that tells you to say no to that dinner with that person when, you know, and you're like, well, I don't want to be selfish, so I will say yes. Well, now you're totally lowering your vibration and it's affecting the entire world. You're doing what you don't want to do and you're calling it, I'm not selfish. And it's like, you're wrong. Yeah. I think of it as if we are going to raise the vibration of the collective, like ours is included. Right. So it doesn't actually yes. make sense to like reduce yours to like raise someone else's. It's like you just replace yourself. You can't right? actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can only help people at the level you help yourself. Mm. Right. So you yeah. literally can only understand other people's potential from what you've found in yourself. You know, so people that haven't hit theirs will totally not be able to pull you up. Right. Mm. Same thing. Right. That's why I always tell my clients, I'm like, your ideal client is your past self. Right. Like, because you've, you've been there. Like, you're not trying to help someone ahead of you. Like, you're helping the old you, your old story. Right, um, right, right. Oh, my gosh. Wow. By the way, I have to go in a, a little bit yes. just because I know I have to watch. I get to watch my daughter uh, while oh, Vivi, Christy right? does something. Yes, Vivi's yeah, amazing. Vivi. I don't want to go because this is, you guys are, I have to tell you guys, you're so aware and you're so doing real work and you're such heroes on this planet. Because you're not just using your status at one level, you're really deciding to go cutting edge on yourself and really find your highest truth and bring it to the world. And you won't be at the at first externally rewarded by people that you're used to on that same level. And you're going to feel some things fall, but you're going to have other people that come in. And if you go, you know, there's a great line in, in uh, law of law of one that says, this changed my life. It says, if you serve one, you serve all. So even if you have one follower, it, it, it's no less than having 10 million and know that you being in your highest truth and, and speaking it and bringing in guests or having conversations at this level is, is such a higher service than you being at the achiever status and having 10 billion followers, more than people on the planet. Like you, you, we need to know the frequency more than the actions. You know what I mean? Wow, I'm just opening mm. my heart. I know. I'm re- like fully receiving yes, that because that's actually what got us to start. If you're like, are we okay with like literally one person? And maybe that one person is just like us. 
Like, is yeah. that okay? Is that okay? Yes, that like, counts. Uh, yes, a hundred percent. That because we were like, you you said that to me, Kyle. You were like, you count. You can be that one person. Yeah. I was like, all right, goal, goal achieved. achieved. <laughs> and that's I was like, perfect. I'm already done. And that's what makes everything feel so much like less pressure because I'm like, I, I'm I'm am I happy? Check that that's good enough, right? And and I think again, really now for me, the failure, quote unquote, is denying myself or not not listening to that voice or not taking those steps from what does that inner Gina really want to do right now? And 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 I had to repeatedly tell myself, it's okay if you fail. It's okay if you put yourself out there and make this video that you were so nervous to make. It's okay if everybody thinks it sucks. That is okay in my body. Mm. And that took some time. But I think that's also giving my daughter permission to be okay when she fails. You know, I think that's been another thing. And for Sam, I feel like her and I have been those mirrors. Like when I see you fail, I'm like, that's okay too. And it's, you know, I think like you said, it really does give permission for everyone to be themselves and to be okay with with all the different versions. Well, I, I really believe the only reason we're on this planet is to learn unconditional love. And unconditional love loves failing. It loves mistakes. It loves being bad. Mm. It loves n- not mattering. It loves all those things, right? So you guys are beautiful mirrors for each other. I'm so excited you have each other because we we sometimes need one reflection we do. outside of us, just one voice. Like if the Superman's alone on the planet, can I have one Wonder Woman or can I have one other person? Because otherwise I think I'm a crazy person that can fly and I shouldn't be. But if you, <laughs> if you find one other superhero, then you're like, okay, we're going to reflect the highest to each other. And yeah. It's mm. so big to have that. Yeah. And just, well, thank oh you, my God. A couple of just final, final things. But um, yes, the fact that you're even on our podcast is such a reflection of where we are now in our consciousness. It really shows how much we've spiraled higher on this journey. And it's the name of our podcast, which brings us to our final question, which is that what is the lesson that you've had to consistently spiral through? What's the one that you've had to continue to relearn over and over at higher levels of consciousness? That it's just now. Like, it's like (sighs) you're trying to get to the now. Oh, that's over there. That it's, that it's, you know, oh, it's this answer. I achieved this. No, but it's just now. Right. Oh, Mm. we got, we got seen this way. It's just now. It's, oh, I got the person in my life. It's just now. And then all those things are still enjoyed, but yes, but through the now, not through the things. And you know, and th- that's that's so much more profound because you feel so much more full in your body the whole time. And no matter what's happening, you feel it. And then you can just double up on the positive things, but from this full, complete place in yourself. And it'll still do it. I'm going to forget it a bunch and it'll and it's fine. Yeah. Like, it's really that's the other thing is like, I get I can't control this and I forget that most of the time. But I just like, I just, okay, you tell me what to do. I have no idea how to orchestrate this. And we forget so that we can remember. Yeah. And it's, it's so fun sometimes too. You'll, we'll look back at this life and be like, God, remember when I thought this whole darkness was caving in and it was all this sadness and everything. It's like, what an adventure. Like we're in this 90 year movie that we forgot we signed up for. And it's just so incredible if you get this as a movie. It's part of it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, thank you so much, Kyle. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I guess the best place for everyone to find you, I mean, let us know at kylecease.com. That's where absolutely sure. everything is, right? Yeah. And there's also absolutelyeverything.tv. So we have a membership site that is so unbelievable. I'm in there. That, that it's, <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, it's got thousands of people now and it's amazing and it's so fun. And it's, you know, for the people watching, 
Sunday morning, I do a meditation and a talk about oneness. To, uh, Monday morning, is we, we riff, it's totally possible. This is exercise these people get together and go into breakout rooms and do. Tuesday night, we have that too. Tuesday morning, we have different guests. Wednesday night, I do a Q&A and shift people. You watch people. You can come on and be shifted by me, have me work mm. with you, you know, so our, it, 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 and we are it's got about a thousand hours of backlog content in it too. So you got all my live stage events and all of our archive talks and everything. I promise you, you'll shift and it pays for itself over and over and over and over. And it's awesome. So it's absolutely everything.tv. I literally recommend it to everyone. (laughs) Same. My favorite new thing you've added is the hot seat. Yeah. That's been really good. Um, I watched one a couple weeks ago that was exactly what I was going through. And I was texting Sam the whole time like, oh my God, they're talking about it. I swear everything is connected because every single time I'm not like picky about which one I choose. I just kind of like pick the one that calls to me. And like every time it's like I needed exactly that. I don't know how, but my higher self, whatever knew that that was the one for today. And so thank you for gifting us your, your wisdom, your higher self and your time. Oh, I'm, I'm so honored to be with you and totally happy to be your guys' friends and we can do more of these and, and anytime you want me, I'm here. I already know this is going to be the most downloaded episodes. We'll have to have you back. (laughs) Yeah. We'll have to have you back for sure. I'd be honored. I can't wait. Thank you. Have the most amazing day and um, enjoy your week. Thank you guys. So much love to you. We'll talk soon. Bye. So much love. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to this honest conversation. We hope it brought you peace, clarity, and a little bit further along your spiritual journey. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to us if you left us a five-star rating and review so we can bring you more conscious conversations, spiritual topics, and guests. Here's to spiraling higher. 